0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, in the house. How are you doing out there today? How is everybody doing on this wonderful Monday afternoon? Hope everybody had a great weekend. And yada yada yada. Welcome to the show, y'all. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. My co-host, P. Ross, will be here with me shortly. And uh, we got another hot show for you today. We have a variety of, of, of um, topics. I mean, I mean, when I say a variety of topics, we have a variety of topics. Um, of course, we have the quote of the day, song of the day, uh, black history moment, and today I actually have a couple of clips I want to play as well. So you know what? Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We ready to rock and roll. <laughs> so let me tell you how you be a part of the show first, Okay. The easiest way is call me, 347-838-8622. Let me repeat that. 347-838-8622. Eight, 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 two, two. Uh, okay, data misses, You know, rates may apply if you got that kind of uh, phone where you you can't talk too long during daytime. I can't pay that, so you can always listen to the archives. Okay, um, also, our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mister Talk. Uh, you can email me or my co host anytime during the show, after the show, before the show, and the emails are uh, the emails is Eric Let's Talk at gmail.com and P dot twenty four at Gmail dot com. All right, so those are all the ways you can participate in the show and. um... Yeah, it's. We want to hear what you have to say. We really do, cause you know, I know y'all get tired of me talking or right? me and Pete talking all the time. So we want to hear you talk. What's on your mind about some of these topics we're talking about? You know, and, and as I tell y'all all the time, if y'all got any ideas for topics, hey, you can shoot us an email. You can go to the show website at talk Com. It's a contact form back there. Just fill it out. Put you, what you're it, your, what you calling in your idea And next thing you know, you'll be hearing it on the show Simple Alright, so we want to hear from you But we do appreciate you listening We really do Alright, so enough of me, George Jackson, right now Let me bring my co-host in Oh, P. Ross, what's going on? How are you doing? How, are you, doing? How are you doing?
2: I'm doing all right
1: <laughs> Good stuff I like it when everybody's doing all right <laughs> So, are you excited about the show today? Are you ready yeah, for the show today?
3: So no, but No you know, It is what it is, no But it is what it is We got a lot of stuff to talk about You know We, yeah. we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about It's, pretty, it's, gonna be, it's definitely
1: going to be interesting Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. And and, you know the interesting thing about it, um, as the morning went on, there was more stuff to add. But I was like, ah, no, we're not going to overload them today. We're not going to overload them. But, yeah, there's more stuff to add. To to the topics we already got. See, that's what I'm saying. To the topics we already have, there was more information that could have been added on to it. But "Ah, we'll go with what we have right now which is good, which is good, you know, so, um, hey, let's see, let's see, let's see, so my co-host is here, ready for the show, y'all, y'all see that, <laughs> alright y'all, some of the things we're going to be talking about today, plane carrying 200 bars slash three tons of gold and silver, just happened to fall out the bottom of a plane before it was getting ready to take off in Siberia. Now, y'all know Siberia is one of the coldest places. Not even the Russians don't even want to go to Siberia, and it's in Russia. <laughs> so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, black politics is the black community uh, moving away from the Democratic Party. You know, there's a, there's a movement um, among the millennials, and who um, and many experts believe that is what about to happen. Of course, we're gonna talk about the, the bridge that collapsed last Thursday. And then of course, we're going to talk about the the President and his issues that's going on between Stormy Daniels and former deputy uh FBI director McCain. So we got a whole a whole lot of show for you, and I probably missed something, but it's okay because we're going we're we gonna work our way through it all right, so with that being said, uh, I think it's time for the song of the day. I got a nice little jazz cut Planned for you today Because, you know, I like all music And, um <laughs> But I think it's nice It's coming from Paul Hardcastle And the title of the song is Cut Loose So, without further ado We'll be back here in about Four and a half minutes Y'all enjoy the Music <laughs> Ain't hey, that nice, man? That's just smooth. <laughs> that's just smooth right there. Nice little beat to get you bopping a little bit. You know, get the swing a little bit. You're like, yeah, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the show. This is Les Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Co host P. Ross, riding the train with me today. And we got some stuff for you. All right. And we got so much stuff. We're not gonna prolong it even too much longer. Uh, is that time, P. It's that time. Are you ready? Aren't yeah, you ready?
3: ready.
1: All ready right. As I'm gonna well, y'all. Huh?
3: Ready as I'm gonna get.
1: Okay. <laughs> Can't ask for more than that, dude. Can you? <laughs> not at all. Uh. Okay. Where's that time, y'all? So. Some- some, I, I don't even know what to call it. The quote of the day, that's what I'm going to call it. It is T. Ross with the quote of the
3: day. All right. The quote of the day comes from Judith Lewis Herman, her book Trauma and Recovery, The Aftermath of Violence, From Domestic Abuse to Political Terror. So, and the quote is, in order to escape accountability for his crimes, the perpetrator does everything in his power to promote forgetting. If secrecy fails, the promoter attacks the credibility of his victim. If he cannot silence her or him absolutely, he tries to make sure no one listens. Now, let's say that again, because that's a pretty long quote, but it's but it's valid, and and we see it, stated In order to escape accountability for his crimes the perpetrator does everything in his power to promote forgetting. If secrecy fails, the perpetrator attacks the credibility of the victim. If he cannot silence his or her absolutely, he tries to make sure no one listens. So this is simply straight to the point. You know, people do corrupt stuff, and then – they justify it because of positions that they are in, and then the first thing they say, oh, I don't remember saying that, I don't remember, uh, uh, or that's not the way that it happened, I don't remember it happening that way, or they swear others to secrecy, see? They they, they have a clause where, you know, they sign legal. These, these, these are the victims. They force the victim to sign legal papers to silence them to say, okay, you can't talk about this, pay you off. See, so when that don't work, then that then they attack their credibility, you know. They they tear down the person who they've been all of their life and say, well, this is not who we, who they really are. This is not who she really is, and we're going to snatch the crumbles back, whether it's truth or a lie. But they paint it in so, mostly, with the help of the media. They paint it in a way that they... They 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 lose they they lose their integrity with their audience with the people who've known who've known them all of their life. They start questioning because hey, if it's in the news, then it must be the truth. If it's in a newspaper, it must be the truth. So then their credibility is lost, and, and, and you're swinging in between. You, you're caught in between two opinions. See. Now, you've known this person, whether personally or not. This is the person they portrayed themselves to be, itself to be. Is this who they are? Or, yeah, maybe not. So then, if you cannot silence them, absolutely. If they still want to talk and say, well, you did do this or you did do that, look at the Me Too, you know, the Me Too movement and all that has happened with that. Look at, look at Mr. Bill Cosby and all that has happened with that. See? So if, if they cannot quiet their victims, Absolutely, then he tries to make sure that no one listens. Again, using the media. See. Okay. And, 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 and and let's not forget this country's fearless leader, very forgetful. Even after bragging about atrocities that that has been perpetrated. But now because of the power that they wield, it's easy for them to say, Oh, I forgot or to swear somebody to secrecy, or pay somebody off. So what about the common folks? See? Because even though most folks may not have the ability to pay people off, but we know we've always had these types of folks in our lives. They do stuff and they say, oh, that never happened, or they just forget about it. Or they tell you that you're lying. It can be the most atrocious thing, especially in some families. And they keep the secret for generations and generations, and nobody talks about it. But does that eliminate it from happening? Does that negate the fact that, yeah, this actually happened? This is actually what you did? No, and it doesn't stop the pain either. As a matter of fact, it it, it elicits years and years of undue suffering, especially when it happens to our children. And thus you say, oh, well, you're lying. That didn't happen. So the secrecy has to stop. The lying has to stop. And we have to stand up and take accountability, that is, for what it is that was done or the things that we do that face the music, especially when it happens to our children, See? then maybe, just maybe, we wouldn't have so many lashed out against for what somebody else does to them, because they don't know how to deal with it. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just maybe. So, that's the quote of the day. Think about it. That's some good
1: stuff. That is some good stuff right there, and and you know what? That's the the modem, the, the the that's the way that, um, Mr. Smith and, and powerful people operate. I mean, we we see it right now going on with with the forty five and, and Stormy Davis, which we'll be talking oh, about yeah. later on in the show. yeah. we oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you want to see it at work, but there it is right there. There it is right there in your face. So. You know, I, and once I read it the first time, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, this is amazing. You know, because especially the part that says, they, "If secrecy fails, the perpetrator attacks the credibility of his of his victim," and mm-hmm. that is what's going on. That's what's going on now. And, and you know, staying with Mister Smith, it. it it's been going on all week weekend 45's just been going crazy on the Twitter Why? 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 Trying to ruin Somebody's credibility That's why he come up with all these nicknames And carry on for these people You know, and You know, some people buy into that You know, we, we, know, we know We know That if they can't keep them silent And they can't ruin their credibility Then they got to go They got to go but in this case, they just talk. They just do so much to where the perfect person uh, nobody listens. You know, nobody mm-hmm. listens because of it's "quote unquote" fake news, or this new one he came up with, fake memo. Yeah, well, I saw that. <laughs> fake <yeah>. memo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but everything is not fake. See, and, no. and that's that's what people have to understand. You know, everything is not fake. Yeah, there's some stories out there that you're right? know like, yeah, no, it don't. no, no, no. Can't believe that. That's when you do a little more research into it. But some of them, uh, you know, like, well, I ain't going to get into that right now. But, yeah, we're going to get into the Stormy Daniels and, and 45 thing because there's a lot going on there that I think people don't really understand. But we're going to get into that. All right. Thanks, Pete, for that. Uh, let's see. Next up is uh the Black History Moment, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 Now, black I didn't
3: History even
1: know, Moment. Uh, you uh, like, Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you yes, go right. ahead. No, go for it. Ah. <laughs> right. No, I'm just saying I didn't even know this guy even existed, and then the the, uh, the the world's fastest computer. You know, computers been around for a minute. You know, and the go same. Yeah, that that's some stuff right there, but go ahead. I'll I, I sit back and listen
3: now. <laughs> yes, his name is Philip N. Munguali. I hope I said that right. He built the computers, Mr. Talk said. He was born in Nigeria in 1954, and although he came of age during a brutal civil war, he earned many advanced degrees, including a Ph.D. in scientific computing in 1989, He created the world's fastest computer. Um, He's been living in the United States for many years. He has won, he won the 1989 Gordon Bell Prize, which was just $1,000 for uh, price performance in high performance computing applications in an oil reservoir modeling calculation using a novel mathematical formulation and implementation. He traveled to the United States to study under a scholarship following the completion of correspondence course at the University of London. He received a bachelor's degree in mathematics from Oregon State University in 1977. He later moved to Washington, D.C., receiving in 1986 a master's degree from George Washington University in ocean and marine engineering. And then he also received a second master's in applied mathematics from the University of Maryland. Um, the next magazine suggested that M. Gwally came to have further degrees during this time. He worked as a civil engineer at the Bureau of Land Reclamation in the state of Wyoming. He had studied for a PhD from the University of Michigan from 1987 through 1991. His Thesis was not accepted, though, by a committee of internal and external examiners, and thus he was not awarded the degree. So, Mgwali filed a court challenge stating that the decision was a violation of his civil rights and that the university had discriminated against him in several ways because of his race. The court challenge was dismissed, as was an appeal to the Michigan um, State Court of Appeals. And Wally then received the 89 Gordon Bell Prize in an application of the CM2 um, Massively Parallel Computer. The application used computational fluid dynamics for all reservoir modeling. He won in the price performance category with a performance figure of about 4,000 MFlops per million, whatever that means. You math people know what that means. The winner in the, ed, uh, in the performance category, mobile research and thinking machines used the CM2 for seismic data processing and achieved a high ratio of 500 for million per million. The judges decided on one award per entry. His method involved each microcompressor computing with six neighbors. Mgwali Simulation was the first program to apply a pseudo-time approach to reservoir modeling. So, in, also in 89, he was voted the 35th greatest African and greatest African scientist of all time by new African magazine. So that's a lot of mathematical terms. And yep. I don't understand them all. But hey, it goes with computing. And it looks as if it was done with and in and, and with the within the oil industry since Mobile was involved, you know, they're gonna uh, always be on top of new inventions and stuff that's gonna help then produce more oil or what have you. So if you guys know what that stuff is, sure. hey, call in, explain it, break it down to layman's terms for us. So I don't do math. a lot of the numbers don't go together for me.
1: All right, that was your Black History moment. Y'all can check out more of Mr. Philip N. Gawale. You know, on on, on, on YouTube, got to remember YouTube. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the show, guest six three nine. Okay, so we got all that out the way now. We can get on with the get on because, like I said, we have a lot to talk about, and we're gonna we're gonna try and squeeze it in within two hours. We may have to go a little over, but if it's if it is, so be it. So be it. All right, so. Here are the little nuggets before we get into the big, big thing. I mentioned earlier about a plane that was taken off from Siberia when the, the cargo door fell open and a lot of stuff fell out on the um, tarmac at the airport. Well, come to find out, it was gold. It was gold. The gold was wrapped up so nobody could see it. But it was flying out of Siberia, which is in Russia. You know, and. and it was interesting You know, I talked to somebody about it last night And he kind of, you know, put a little common sense to it But I want to know it, it just intrigues me That you have that much flame Two tons, no, wait Three tons of gold and silver All right, 200 bars of gold Where did that come from? Who Where was it going? Who does it belong to? Now, I was told last night Well, you know it's probably the Russians. I mean, well, and then the other thing was, where else? What's a better place than Siberia to keep a stash of gold? And and I can't, I couldn't argue with that because it made sense to me. It made a whole lot of sense to me. You know, because nobody wants to go to Siberia. Not even the Russians want to go to Siberia. <laughs> you yep. know So yeah. So that, that is a great place. And I, I guess it's just my curiosity. Being that it was that one plane, but how many more planes have taken off with, with loads like that? And if you saw the plane, it was really—it didn't stick out. It was a normal, you know, older plane, and you would have never known that was on board. You know, immediately though, once it hit the tarmac, though, you had KGB there right there, surrounded it. So, yeah, it was interesting, very interesting. So that's I was just curious about that, you know, because it, it kind of got me, got me to thinking. You know, who drops 200, 200 bars of gold on a tarmac? Who does that? I know it's an accident, but wow, that, that's just crazy. Um, anything you want to add to that, piece Or we roll on out? Because I guess there's ain't too much we can talk about about that except for who it belonged to, and we don't know that because they're not telling us that. <laughs>
3: yeah, and did they get it all? Did they get
1: it all back? Oh, I'm, yes, 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 yes. They got it all back. Actually, they were showing um, uh, uh, agents out in the snow digging, digging some up out of the snow. So yeah, really? I'm sure they got it all back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they got it back. <laughs> you know. That's a, you know, that's a lot of gold just to leave leave out there. Just like just one bar. You know, just one bar. So. Yeah. You know, you can you can basically write write your own check with that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So but and, and if you notice it wasn't widely spread as either. You, nobody knew about it. You didn't hear it. It was just in, the, in the, one of the little uh, sections on the computer when most people don't even look at it. But it's okay though. We I told you about it now, so you know, you know. And I'm sure they probably some flying out of uh, the United States as well. We just don't know when and we just don't know where. Right? Of course. Cause that's how it's operated. That's how they operate. You know, they just got caught on this one. <laughs> Okay, moving right along. Dun, 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 dun. Last is Thursday, I'm sure y'all know about the uh, bridge that collapsed, and in, um, in Florida, Florida National University. Um, of course, you know, anytime something goes wrong, everybody comes out and they want to blame this person. They want to blame this that person. Um, now reports are coming out that one of the uh, engineers reported a crack in, in, in the bridge, um, and they're thinking maybe. Well, what I read earlier today it says basically that's where the bridge came down at. Now is it that for sure? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know. Oh, what we do know is the bridge fell down. That's what we do know. The bridge fell down. And they were supposed to be doing some kind of stress test on it So If could knocked it down I mean it just fell down But my concern was Why were you doing stress test And you had vehicles going back and forth Under that bridge See because the people who lost their lives I'm sure it could have been saved They could have been saved If They, they could have
3: off. Yeah They could
1: have But you know and when you think about that, just imagine you walk, you don't walk under that bridge for how long they've been building it, and this just this one day, this, well, this one certain day, it comes down. Now I'm gonna say something that and a lot of y'all are gonna think I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm uh, mean or something like that. You know what that tells me? That tells me it was their time to go. Their time to go. I mean, it's not being mean or anything, but that's the point. I mean, when you think about it, that's 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 like a freak accident right there. That's what it is. This is like a freak accident. Freak accident. Cause people to lose their lives sometimes. So, Pete, what you want to add to that?
3: Now, you're trying to talk about some Final Destination stuff right now. I mean, a whole bridge falling on folks and stuff. <laughs> not It's good. It, it could, it could have been
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh. Hey they, they say you can't cheat there Don't care who you are It's going to come get you eventually nah. <laughs> it, it very right.
3: well may not It very well may not have been that time to go And it was just callousness Just plain and simple callousness You saw cracks in the bridge If you knew it was it, You know and you was conducting a stress test, why, why? Because you knew this on Thursday. Why didn't you reroute the traffic? You had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, this fell down on Tuesday. You had all this time if you knew that. Rather than, for whatever reason, you're not doing nothing about it, a few dollars to hurry up and get the project done or whatever. Every you know, We know things that man build, you know, men deal, they're only temporary. They are not infallible. So, why not air whatever happened to air it on the side of safety
1: Mhm
3: you know versus productivity yeah. or profit
1: right you know that that, that, that right. that's my now that's my issue with it what what's your issue with it?
3: You know, that right there, what I just said, you know, we, we, you know, you, you see that this can be a potential problem, but you ignore it and say, oh, it'll be okay. You know, when it used to be, mm-hmm. when it used to be okay, if you see something like that, we shutting this whole project down until mm-hmm. we fix it. We want this traffic and take care of this, you know, because this, this is possibly what can happen. But now it's about, hey, let's get the job done. They told you they used prefabricated products to hurry up and get it done. So, so that in itself says something.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and and the companies that were building this bridge, they, they are known for um, doing big projects, large completing large and expensive projects. Well, it just got a little bit more expensive for them. But as, as always, you know, after something goes wrong, there's an investigation into companies, and you find they've been fined for this, or Ocean and Gallup for that. And the same with these companies here. You know, um, the most recent one was 2017. Um, Yeah. But, uh, but you know, on the, it, it, looking at this, I'm like, okay, this this normal stuff of, of, of companies. But the question is, did that crack cause the accident? Now, if it did, then somebody needs to answer for that part of it, especially somebody knew about it. You know, someone knew about it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we're going to learn more, the more, the more, the more about it. Um, The companies behind the newly installed bridge, um, I told you on that already, the name of one is Miami-Dade-based Manila Construction Management and Tallahassee-based FIG Bridge Group, um, companies which have both been fined by regulators for safety violations in the past. DCM has received 11 safety violations and been fined more than $50,000 since 2013. And that's according to uh, Ocean Records. Um, Ocean Records show violations and penalties faced by the construction firm between 2014-2017. On September 19, 2014, MCM was hit with 10 individual violations, including one that was classified under the category serious. That violation, for which the firm was fined $6,300, appears to be a violation of. Protective system stand safety standards. Now, see that is something right there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we know some. Yeah, um, the Fig Bridge Group, which is the other company, uh, was fined twenty eight thousand dollars in two thousand twelve after a ninety ton section of a bridge collapsed on railroad tracks in Virginia, causing minor injuries to four workers. That is just a little history today. Oh yeah yeah. Okay, so. As you can see, this is not the first time something they've been doing as far as bridge has collapsed. Hmm. I think somebody really needs to look into that because it just ain't right. It just ain't right. Okay. So yeah. Tallahassee base, huh? Wow. Okay. All right. All right, P anything else you want to add to that before we move to the next? Nope, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, here's one, here's one, and, and this is very interesting, y'all, because remember, let's let's remember. I know you ain't gonna forget uh, the Parkland High School shooting, and of course, after all that, you get uh, everybody calling for gun control and you know background checks and what have you. So, um. The state of Florida <laughs> implemented a, a gun law passed called Risk Protection. And they took somebody guns away from them. Now, I say guns, but y'all know military. I say, I to say, say weapons, okay? They took weapons from this man. And I'm going to read it and then I'm going to give my thoughts on this because it's, I have a lot. Okay. Um... Yeah, because Florida implemented a new gun control standard That would temporarily remove guns from anyone Considered to be a danger to themselves or others Last week, a county judge in Broward County, Florida Issued the first order under the new law A 56-year-old man who experts decided was a potential risk To himself and others The man was taken to a hospital for involuntary admittance. And observation. Authorities confiscated four firearms and 267 rounds of ammunition. Now, the question that lingers over this new law called risk protection, and this is what I broke. Will he get his stuff back? If he goes in there and they say he's fine, are they going to give him his weapons and ammunition back? Y'all see what I'm asking? Right? And and who are these so called experts that, that, that declare that uh, you're not fit or you're a danger to yourself, especially if you in your home. Who are who are these people that's gonna you understand what I'm saying? Now looking at it the way I look at it, and y'all know we recently talked about uh uh, uh asset forfeiture or seizure. What's a better way to get weapons? What's a better way to get weapons? That, but then to take them from people you think is a danger to themselves, quote unquote, and what? Keep them. Keep them. You know, uh, now they may be doing some gun running and they need some more weapons. So, <laughs> but you know, you understand what I'm saying? They took this man weapons, four of them. They took them. They didn't say what kind they were. But the question is, is he gonna get them back? If he's insane and really nothing wrong, he's not. He's not a, a harm to himself or others, as, as the word he goes. Is he gonna get his weapons back? See, nothing nothing was said about that in the article, and that's the first thing popped out to me. Am I gonna get my stuff back? Now we do know under. Many laws in, in many states They have access to forfishing. So He could Have to fight He may have to fight to get the stuff back Because let's remember You don't have to be charged With anything But you got to prove it was yours then. You know what I'm saying and, and, and it was it was yours And you were planning not to do anything Criminal with it, with it. So this is interesting And you know, I'm sure other states are, are looking at this right here, but I foresee there's going to be trouble somewhere. Somebody's going to get in a shootout. It, 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 it's just that simple. You no, know, someone is, and I bet that's a, a, a hot word right now, but I got to use it. Somebody's going to get in a shootout because somebody's going to say, you're not taking my weapon. Thank you, you know? and, and, yeah, yeah.
3: I know they 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 took his 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 weapons, you know because right. they put him in a they put him in a mental institution as a preventive measure to see you know if he was for lack of a better word stable no uh-huh. But I mean he hasn't really committed any crime, so
1: right. And, and, and see,
3: oh, no, here's, here's, how I really here's the other. How, I don't see how that really really fits under the 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 forfeiture, you know, that 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 forfeiture law. You know, it doesn't really have. To, does
1: it doesn't right. really have
4: to.
3: I don't know,
5: but no, he, it
3: they they really they really he really should be able to get his weapons back. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he should but, be able but, to
3: but then Let's but not. Again, especially especially if he he has all the proper remit, all the proper permits and everything. So you know Yeah, but we'll yeah. see we'll see cause we never find out whether that, that, that one um guy got his trust back. No, and he that still hasn't got his trust back.
1: Yeah, that was a brand yeah. new F1. f two fifty. Hmm. No, I, I did do a little research on that. He didn't. He still hasn't gotten it back. In fact, he's a part of a group that has been formed to sue um states, you know, over that taking people's um, property, and you know, yeah. it's. But let's not forget Agenda Twenty One here. You know, let's not forget that. You know, so. Florida has shown a way where you can get weapons from the citizens. See what I'm saying? You you get them, and, and under the umbrella of the law, right? Only thing it takes is somebody to say you're unstable. Does that? Uh, now the question is, who's going to say? It, who's going to determine that you are, are, are unstable? You may just be having a bad moment. It may be a veteran that may, have, you know, came off his meds or something, just having a bad day. But are, is, does that make him unstable? You, you understand What I'm saying? It, it's a lot of it's a lot of great area here. I guess I need to read the law, but go ahead.
3: Well, yeah, in your in your in your example with the with the veteran, if he's off his medicine, yeah, they're gonna they're definitely gonna say um, he's a, he's unstable. Yep, for the fact due to the fact that he's off his
1: medication. Well, I'll be off my medication
3: sometime, and I'll be unstable. Well, that's a matter of opinion, but we going to run with it.
2: Ha
1: ha ha Anyway <laughs> <laughs> And I know you put somebody else out there laughing too It ain't funny <laughs> But anyway Anyway You know I I, I I do have a problem with that right there I, I really do We are gonna see how, how it works out Um, Yeah And I'm gonna get back uh, I'm gonna have to go and find that loft that new law and um, read a little bit of it and, and see what what is the the the, um, the just of it because I, I know they just can't take nobody weapon well And not get them to give it back to them but you know you know where we live at though right <laughs> <laughs> so anything is possible all right so that is that okay so anything else you want to add on that. One? No, I'm good on that one you good on that one? Alright, so the bottom line is Florida implemented their respiration, be it law new law, weapons, and they took this guy's weapon, which was four firearms, 267 rounds of ammunition, and because uh, they said he was unstable, and he was harmed to himself and others and they took him to a hospital for admittance and observation Now, I don't know I don't know about there um in Florida <laughs> um about there in Florida, but I know if you're just going for observation, they can only hold you like seventy two hours right, yeah, so um, we'll see we'll see when he come out. I'm gonna have to do some reading in the next couple of days to find out, but we're gonna find out about it, yes, we are. Yeah, cuz she got me cuz she got me. <laughs> All right, we're moving right along, right along, right along. Um, here's one that is not getting much news, but I thought it was you know kind of important, uh, to, to 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 bring it to the forefront, and that's about Nancy Pelosi. Y'all know who that is, that's the old lady in, in Congress, old Democrat lady. You know, she was one time Speaker of the House. Now, you know, she's um, majority whip or something like that. But anyway, she's in the hot seat. She's in the hot seat because now some new Democratic um, candidates and Democrats that's already in Congress are basically trying to push her out. Remember how they did Boehner when Boehner was in office? Paul Ryan and all them got together, and they just basically pushed him on out. To where he retired. Well, that's the same thing they want to do to Nancy Pelosi. Um, and, and the thing about it is, a lot of them are actually they consider her to be politically toxic, you know. And, and they said if you know by chance the Democrats you know regain the House or the or Senate, uh, they're not going to vote for her to be the Speaker, their President, which is interesting. It is very interesting. Um, A lot of the the Current Democrats in the house They're saying it's time for some younger Leadership now It's time for the old guard To get the heck out the way And you know what they have a point She's been up there for what 30 years 30 years 13 years Yeah it's time for her to move on Get out the way And and let's get some new fresh ideas in there Um, You know And a lot of them, you know, the the ones, the candidates that's running for office, they don't even want her coming speaking for them. You know, stay away. Stay away. They feel like if she comes and speak anywhere near you or you align yourself, because, you know, they have to align themselves with certain ones, that you you just, you out there by yourself. You out there by yourself. And, And it's just amazing how that works. You know, so we we going to keep our eye on this. But, yeah, she's on the hot seat. They're trying to get rid of her. It's time to go. And let's see who they're going to bring up. Now, the two guys they were talking about that may run for her spot, um, they're about, they about as old as she is. So uh, I don't know if that's any young thinking right there. You know, I think they're going to have to go a little further down because, just to put another, remove a seventy year old, sixty seventy year old. Just put another one there. Uh, no, no. So I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for the, um, the new blood to come in and take over. What you think, P? Pretty bad when they're asking her.
3: Well, why didn't you retire in 2016? You know, and 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 for the most part, usually, women support women. But even the women was telling that, look, lady, it's time for you to go. You know, I mean, everybody is just saying, you know, um, is distancing themselves from her. You know, because mm-hmm. they just outright, you know, declaring, they outright told her that, "Hey, look, it's just time for you to go. You're seventy-seven years old. Why are you still here?"
1: Remind me of the okay. most majors in the army. You know, they don't, have, they, don't have any, they don't know anything else to do, so, you know, they spend their life right there, and when they get out, they die. They can say it like that, but, yeah. <laughs> they can say it like that.
3: You just have no <laughs> What? You have what? no food. What you have no tax whatsoever. You know, then I mean? when they get out, they die. You yeah. said the lady trying to hang on to her position because if she get out, she gonna die. That's just cold. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what's wrong with that? That's the truth. That's the truth.
1: True. I mean, why you Why you got, got sugar coated? Okay, she may she may die. Okay, but she she may you know <laughs> live off her pension for a couple of more years. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you know, she's already oh, 77 years old You know, so I don't know <laughs> but, uh, See, that's why you're the logical one I'm the one who just tell it straight up See, I keep, see, see y'all We have proved that already See, that's what I said She the logical one I'll just tell it like it is Hey, somebody has to All right So that's that's all the little nuggets we got And you know what, we're right on schedule Right on schedule. Dang, we good. All right. So let's hit these big big boys that um I want to talk about here. Um, let's start with the firing of McCain because um, Andrew McCain because this is a very interesting interesting um, chain of events that that is going on here and. I don't think people are realizing what exactly is happening. Uh, I'm trying to find my notes because I know I had them somewhere here. Uh, yeah. Um, now, for those that know, the uh, Attorney General fired former FBI Director Andrew McCabe just two days, not one, not thirty, just two days before he was set to retire. Yep. Now, <laughs> now here's 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 what that stinks, man. I mean, really, really stinks. Uh, who does that anyway? Um, Attorney General Jeff Sessions made the decision to oust McKay after the FBI's Office of Professional Responsibility recommended he be fired for his alleged lack of candor. During an internal review of how the FBI and Justice Department handled an investigation into the Clinton Foundation, McCabe, a lifelong Republican, had officially stepped down from his post in late January. In late January, but was using a cure leave to stay on the FBI's payroll until his retirement date on Sunday. Sessions said that the FBI's Office of Professional Responsibility and Office of Inspector General had found McCabe made an unauthorized disclosure to the news media and lacked candor, including under oath, on multiple occasions. Before we get in, the, da, 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 da. before we get 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 this, we're good. Now, see, this is what happened. <laughs> you know. They had to find a reason. They had to find a reason to to fire him. And on the surface, on the surface, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah, we fired him because he was leaking information. He was uh, an, anonymous, an anonymous source sometimes to news people. But we cover that in a little bit. Okay? Um, so they had to find a reason. But let's not forget that 45 has been going after the leaders of, of the FBI since he got in office. Remember Comey? He he came after Comey. All right. Once Comey came in, then it was McK- uh, I think it was McCabe. Now, here's the thing: none of them wanted any part of that that investigation that's going on. None of them wanted that. And the other thing is, 45 found out that McCabe actually talked to Mueller, the investigator. Okay. Now this is this didn't just start. This has been going on for a while, and and, and it sounds as though it sounds as though it, it's just you know cut and dry, but it's not. It's revenge. It's revenge. Now y'all say, well, it's revenge. Why did he do it? Because the president could. Okay, what's that? Stop talking behind me. I hear you. Okay, the president cannot president cannot fire anybody in the FBI. The attorney general can. Okay, so with that being said, that's why Sessions did it. Let's not forget, Sessions is not um uh, uh in, in favor with Trump either. He's not. You know he's he's not he's not in he's not in, in Trump's favor because Trump is still pissed that he decided not he refused himself from the invi- the um, uh, uh, investigation. Yeah. Now you know another interesting part about this is the two individuals that would be next in line. None of them want a part of this investigation as well. But why not? Why not? You know, besides you got a maniac up there in in the White House, you know, (laughs) doing some crazy stuff. But, you know, the ethical thing, the man had two two days, two days left, two days left. You could have let him go on two days and get his retirement. See, that's why it's more than just political or he did something wrong. He. I, and, and remember when when Trump first came in office how he did um Romney. You know, had Romney thinking that he was gonna be, you know, in the cabinet or whatever until the last minute and he told him no. And they had a picture of him walking out with his head down. Y'all remember that? So this is not the first time forty five has done it. And let's let's also remember Forty five has been doing this for some years. He's a businessman now. So you know he has others to do his dirty work. You know he has others to do his dirty work. Hey, guest six six nine, welcome to the show. Six six nine, that's a good number. Um, but before McCabe left, he uh, released a statement. Hold on. Okay, he released a statement. Um. Okay, um, he released his statement, and um, it, it's got some good stuff in there. I'm going to read it for you right now. Okay, it says, I have been an FBI special agent for over 21 years. I spent half of that time investigating Russian organized crime as a street agent and supervisor in New York City. I have spent the second half of my career focusing on national security issues and protecting this country from terrorism. I served in some of the most challenging, demanding investigative and leadership roles in the FBI, and I was privileged to serve as deputy director during a particularly tough time. For the last year and a half, my family and I have been the targets of an unrelenting assault on our reputation and my service to this country. Articles too numerous to count have have level, leveled every sort of false defamatory and degrading allegation against us the president's tweets have amplified and exacerbated it all he called for my firing he called for me to be stripped of my pension after more than 20 years of service and all along we have said nothing never wanting to distract from the mission of the FBI by addressing the lies told and repeated about us no more The investigation by the Justice Department's Office of the Inspector General has to be understood in the context of the attacks on my credibility. The investigation flows from my attempt to explain the FBI's involvement and my supervision of investigations involving Hillary Clinton. All right, that's a key word, y'all. I was being portrayed in the media over and over as a political partisan, accused Closing down investigations under political pressure, the FBI was portrayed after carving under that pressure and making decisions for political rather than law enforcement purposes. Nothing was further from the truth. In fact, this entire investigation steals from my efforts. Fully authorized under FBI rules to set the record straight on behalf of the Bureau and to make clear that we were continuing an investigation that people in DOJ oppose. You know that's um, Department of Justice. Um, the OIG investigation has focused on information I chose to share with a reporter through my public affairs officer and a legal counselor. As deputy director, I was one of only a few people who had the authority to do that. It was not a secret. It took place over several days and others, including the director, Were aware of the interaction with the reporter. Uh, I lost my spot, y'all. Hold on, I'll find it in a moment. It was the type of exchange with the media that the deputy director oversees several times per week. In fact, it was the same type of work that I continue to do under under Director Ray at his request. The investigation subsequently focused on who I talked to, when I talked to them, and so forth. During these inquiries, I answered questions truthfully and as accurately as I could amidst the chaos that surrounded me. And when when I thought my answers were misunderstood, I contacted investigators to correct them. But looking at the I Looking at that in isolation completely misses the big picture. The big picture is a tale of what can happen when law enforcement is uh, political-sized. Public servants are attacked, and people who are supposed to cherish and protect our institutions become instruments for damaging those institutions and people. Here's the reality. I am being singled out and treated this way because of the role I played, the actions I took, and the events I witnessed in the aftermath of the firing of James Comey. The release of this report was accelerated only after my testimony to the House Intelligence Committee revealed that I would corroborate the former director of Comey's accounts of his discussions with the president. The YG's focus on me. And this report became a part of an unprecedented effort by the administration driven by the president himself to remove me from my position, destroy my reputation, and possibly strip me of a pension that I worked 21 years to earn. The accelerated release of the report and the punitive actions taken in, okay, in response make sense only when viewed through this lens. Thursday's comments from the White House are just the latest example of this. This this attack on my credibility is one part of a larger effort not just to slander me personally, but to tank the FBI, law enforcement, and intelligence professionals more generally. It is part of of this administration's ongoing war with the FBI and the efforts of the special counsel investigation, which continue to this day. Their persistence in this campaign only highlights their importance, the importance of the special counsel's work. I have always prided myself on serving my country with distinction and integrity, and I always encourage those around me to do the same. Just ask them. To have my career end in this way and to be accused of lacking candor when at worst I was distracted in the midst of chaotic events is incredibly disappointing and unfair. But it will not erase the important work I was privileged to be a part of, the results of which, in the end, be revealed for the country to see. I have unfailing faith in the men and women of the FBI, and I'm confident that their efforts to seek justice will not be deterred. All right, so that was his letter that he wrote on his way out the door. Now, let's go back. Y'all heard a couple of key words. Hillary Clinton and James Comey. All right, let's not forget. Forty-five is was is he's upset in the FBI because he thought they did not uh, properly investigate and, and and arrest Hillary Clinton. Okay, that's what he say anyway. But basically, these guys they they went about their business. They did what they want. They needed to do, and he upset about it. He's upset, and we know from from his administration, if anybody doesn't go with his rule, his road, what does what happens? He fires them. He gets rid of them. You know, he he loves this type of chaos. You know, I I think uh, McCain did a wonderful job in this level because he he put it out there. He really did. So you know. Forty-five, he be out there, you know, and, and, and y'all ever notice? As soon as he finds somebody, he get out there and start tweeting about him. You know that—that's kind of goes with the what, uh, the quarter of the day. is. You know, if I can't silence you, I'm gonna ruin, ruin your credibility, and that's what's going on here. Um, yeah, so, woo, yeah, because he mad about that Hillary criten thing, and see, he he. Forty-five feels as though uh, y'all investigate me, and it's taking forever. But y'all didn't take that long to investigate the Clinton Foundation. Hey, we know we know the Clinton Foundation is not not um, squeaky clean. But what what foundation owned by a politician is, you know? And he's steady be yelling. Oh, another thing is, uh, McCabe's wife. She actually gave donation to the Clinton Foundation So he upset about that Because he feels because of that They are uh, biased They have been biased toward him Now, that's interesting Because he has given over What? $100,000 himself Yeah, $100,000 himself To the Clinton Foundation In 2012 Yeah the Clinton Foundation lists Donald J. Trump as a contributor With a cumulative lifetime donation amount between $100,000 to $250,000 Okay um, I'm going to say it's not clear if Trump himself made the personal contribution But tax forms show that the Donald J. Trump Foundation Which Trump controls Donated $100,000 to the foundation in 2009 And reserved a, tape at the, a table at the Clinton Foundation Gallup for $10,000 in 2010. And then his daughter, Ivanka, well, you might as well call her, call her his wife because he treated her more like his wife than his real wife, um, also listed as a donor who gave between $5,001 and $10,000, and her father-in-law, Charles Kushner, gave between $250,001 and, and $500,000. Okay. Trump's gift amount places him at the top 0.2% of the foundation donors. Most of it's three, 300,000 donors. 85.5% gave less than $250. So if he's going to get up there, rant and rave about somebody giving donations to the Clinton Foundation, I guess he needs to back up and and, 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 and remember he got money in the foundation as well. Yo, know, that that's why I say a lot of times, this, this, a lot of this stuff is just hogwash, hogwash. Now, you know, here's the other thing. As we concentrate on his tweets, me, McCabe, whatever, everybody has forgotten that at the end of this week, you know, they have to get the budget together. They have to pass this budget. Or well, once again, there'll be another shutdown. See, but there's not being on itching in that. They don't want you to know that. Okay? Uh, yeah, but that—that that is, that is the story on, on the McCain firing. And you know what? It, it, it's really, it sucks. I'm going to tell you, it sucks. It really does because they lie, all of them lie, you know, leave the FBI alone. You know, you know it, it's bad when a grown man has a hissy fit. That's what my uncle used to call it, have a hissy fit. Over the smallest thing Because people don't do what he want them to do That's like a child You know It's pitiful And we know 45 that's what 45 is doing You know uh, I'm going to shut up right now Because I feel my temperature rising Go ahead P I know you got a lot to say about this one too
3: Well you know when you're talking about he contributed to the the, the the Clinton Foundation, we were always we were always saying even during what I said, I did say, even when they were uh, running against each other and acting like they just couldn't stand each other, we always said they were in bed together. You know that was just a a, 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 a show they were they were putting on, and it didn't matter who won the election because essentially you still be voting voted for the same person. You know, um, because the agenda would be the same. Now she may have been a little bit more more tactful than than forty five years. I don't know. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the overall mission that they need to attack, that they need to accomplish on the overall agenda that they have to accomplish is the same.
4: You know, so it really
3: doesn't matter who's there. It it it, it it's an illusion. You know, a slide of hands to make you to distract you from what's really going on, and all of this stuff in 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 the media and they're putting out here is truly irrelevant to what's really going on. You know, it, it's just a smoke screen, you know, to to keep you up in arms and upset over over foolishness. So, like you say, you don't you don't pay attention to the real issue or the fact that they're constantly usurping you, you our rights. Make it this a more socialist country country than, than than it ever has been before. You know. And and nobody's saying anything. No one's really addressing those issues. And
1: see, here here's another interesting thing about it. You know, you got the the the, the um conservatives talking heads on the radio shows today. They are just, you know, they going off and this is what's supposed to be done and he did write it and it was not it was not a, a revenge thing You know he lied to the To the investigators Well all of them lied to the investigators They lied to be politicians Because they lied to the what the American public So let's throw That all out then They all lied
3: Exactly yeah. And you and if you And if you And if you can't go along with the program Then you got to get out That's just it you got to get out yeah. Or are we gonna scandalize your name and force you out? Either way, you know we have things to, to And if you can't go along with them, you got to go. That's that's just what it is. That's just how it is, and that's how it's always been.
1: Yep. And they're still trying to work it that way. And, and, and you know the, the bad part about it, even if it's proven that it's, he he had sessions fired this guy in revenge. His base is not gonna, gonna worry about that either. They don't care about that. Yeah, they, they don't, care. don't care about that. No, they don't. You know, he 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 like you said, he can walk up, shoot somebody, and they'd be all right with it. They'd be all right with it. So yeah, the, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You know. Oh my. Oh. Okay. Um. Staying on forty five. Let's talk about his little thing with with, with Stormy Day, Daniels, because this is a very interesting case, and they are really trying to shut this woman up. They're really trying to shut up. Now she says, all that she wants to do is get her story out. She just want to tell her story." Um, she they gave a hundred. The, the attorney for Trump gave a hundred thirty thousand dollars. He said she didn't even get the money back. It don't bother. She get the money back. But they're really after this woman. So I'm going to play this clip real fast. Then we're going to come back and talk about it. Because, yeah, this is going to be interesting.
4: We're back, and we have a lot more to get to. New reporting from NBC News reveals that President Trump's longtime lawyer, Michael Cohen, is trying to silence the porn star Stormy Daniels over her alleged relationship with the president. Stay with us here. Last week, Cohen obtained a secret restraining order More on that later through an arbitration process that warned Daniels she'll face penalties if she starts to talk. The news comes one day after we learned that Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, filed a lawsuit against President Trump. In it, Daniels alleged that an agreement not to disclose her, quote, intimate relationship with the president is invalid because Trump never actually signed the document. The hush agreement, as it's called in the suit, directed $130,000 to be given to Daniels in exchange for her silence. Michael Cohen says he used his own personal funds to facilitate the payment. He also said neither the Trump Organization nor the Trump campaign were a party to the transaction and that neither reimbursed him for the payment directly or indirectly. Cohen has said, in fact, that President Trump vehemently denies the allegations. We should note that Daniels is not suing for money, but for the freedom to tell her story about her alleged affair with Trump, which, of course, she could eventually sell for a high price. The stormy Daniels drama was, of course, a major theme at this afternoon's White House press briefing. Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked about this story relating to Daniels 12 times, including multiple questions about what the president knew.
6: Did the president approve of
0: the payment that was made in October of 2016 by his longtime lawyer and advisor, Michael Cohen?
7: Look, the president has addressed these directly and um, made very well clear that uh, none of these allegations are true. Uh, This case has already been, been won in arbitration and anything beyond that, I would refer you to the president's outside counsel.
0: Did he know about that payment at
7: the time, though? I've addressed this as far as I can go.
0: Did he know about the payment at the time?
7: Not that I'm aware of. And, again, anything beyond what I've already given you, I would refer you to the president's outside counsel.
4: Stormy Daniels' attorney just spoke to my colleague Lawrence O'Donnell tonight and addressed Sanders' claim that the case has been won in arbitration. I personally like Ms. Sanders. I think she has a near-impossible job. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, uh, and I'm confident that she didn't know that it was nonsense when she uh, effectively told that to the world, but it's absolutely bogus. It's nonsense. Uh, Any claim by the administration that uh, Donald Trump won in arbitration is no different than me claiming that I won the Super Bowl a few weeks ago.
6: Uh,
4: It's it's complete uh, hooey. Well, on that note, here to talk more about all of it, Peter Baker, chief White House correspondent for The New York Times and MSNBC political analyst, Shannon Pettypiece, White House correspondent for Bloomberg, and Danny Savalas, a veteran criminal defense attorney and MSNBC legal analyst. Danny, I'm going to start with you, gingerly. Be very tender with those of us who are lay members of the audience, especially the slow among us, when I ask you to describe what this arbitration process is that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is saying the president won.
0: Uh, The arbitration process is a form of alternative dispute resolution. And what it means is companies love these. Big companies, rich folks, because they offer a private, a uh, secret way of resolving disputes in a way that will never... Uh, Right, right, exactly. Retired judges uh, will often become arbitrators. It's a private court. Uh, You can resolve your claims there. Usually you can define the parameters of this secret tribunal in your contract. You can say there's no appeal. Uh, If you read this agreement, and everyone has access to this complaint and Mm -hmm. this agreement, the terms are so in favor of DD, David Dennison, whoever that may be. David Dennison can pick the arbitrator. David Dennison can pick the state that the law, uh, the laws of the state that he wants. David Dennison can decide that there's no appeal. David Dennison has all the power as to the arbitrator. So that when Sarah Sanders said they won in arbitration, they didn't really win. The contract allowed them to walk over to an arbitrator of their choice and say, give us a TRO, give us a temporary restraining order. And you can see in the the, uh, arbitrator's order that she looked at it decided that she really didn't have a choice but to issue a TRO, and that was done without any due process. Why? Because the contract allowed for it. That's why Stormy Daniels and her team have to invalidate this contract, because it has an arbitration clause that will keep the Trump team exactly where they want to be, and that's an arbitration.
4: Peter Baker, let's swing back to the news business, and that uh, that equals what the public knows out of the White House today. This arbitration term put this right inside the White House today.
0: Yeah, it did. For the first time, in a way, the White House has tried very hard to sort of sidestep this story. doesn't want any part of it. You can understand why. And so when Sarah Sanders today at the briefing, you know, did disclose this idea of an arbitration result that was favorable to the president, it seemed to put the White House right in the middle of it, and it seemed to acknowledge that there was, in fact, a real dispute here, that there is, in fact, an issue that the president has not himself addressed, which is, what is the situation with his relationship with this woman? What kind of uh, uh, arrangement was made that resulted in her getting $130,000 from the president's lawyer? How did that money get, uh, you know, authorized uh, and so forth? So we don't really have answers to those questions. And she didn't give us the answers to those questions. It doesn't sound like the story is going away very soon.
4: So Shannon, this is a first indeed for the presidency. It's a first for all of us. This story has been doing a slow build. It's been out there. Uh, But given what we watched in today's news cycle, fair to say it's going to stay for news cycles to come.
7: Yes, because now it's a legal dispute. Uh, It's not just sort of a tabloid story about an affair. Now we have a legal battle and a court battle um, between two, um, you know, Stormy Daniels is is someone who doesn't seem to be backing down from a fight, and Michael Cohen certainly is someone who does not back down for a fight. Uh, He is a street fighter-style lawyer. He fancies himself uh, a godfather character. He is, you know, slick-dressed, nicknamed the Pitbull. He's not backing down either here. I see two big personalities Neither going away anytime soon Hey
0: there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC Thanks for watching MSNBC on YouTube If you want to keep up to date with the videos we're putting
1: Alright So there you have There you have the gist of what's going on Alright Now, as you heard he, he hired the lawyer They say he a pit bull He's a pit bull okay. They just want her to shut up They want her to go away and she's she's beginning to piss them off because the more they try and push her away, the more they come at her. Now, the more she comes at them. Now, y'all heard a couple of names in there. David Dennison. Okay, that's who signed the um, the hush agreement, David Dennison. Now, many believe that that is the 45's alias, David Dennison. That's his alias right there. Um. So technically, technically, she has a point. He didn't sign it. David Dennison signed it. So if I'm an arbitrator, first I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, who is David Dennison? Let me see David Dennison. Um, but if you notice, these outside attorneys, they, they're becoming very aggressive because she found her suit in state court. They want to take her suit to the federal court. Okay. And there's a reason for that. Okay, cuz the federal court they they can, they usually win these type of uh um uh, uh cases. So they have a more favorable uh um outcome. It's interesting. Uh I I hope this lady don't just disappear. Cuz you know that's the next step. I mean, how can you how can you you ruin. She's a former porn star, so you can't ruin her credibility, right? And she don't care. She says she get back the money. She says she just want to have a story out. Now I understand. Once she get a story out, she get uh, you know, make some money on the backside with books or whatever. But yeah. But the other part of it is, for a long time, the White House forty-five did not having anything to do with it. We don't know nothing about it. She lied. But now okay, you got to serve the outside counsel. He won in arbitration. So that tells me, yeah, he knows about it. And more than likely, he did it. So just own up to it. You know, um, there's another uh, uh, name, uh, Peggy Peterson. <laughs> the Peggy Peterson. And that was uh, Clifford's alias. Uh, um, I'll tell you. See, see how rich folk do? See how rich folk do? They don't even sign their real names. They make up names. So yeah, we, we got to learn some of this stuff. Go ahead, P, I know you got a little bit to go with it.
3: Yeah, and also the fact that Cohen, um, who is Trump's who is forty lawyer, also called her agent uh, uh, uh Gina Rodriguez. But when he called, he got her husband, and 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 Miss Rodriguez has yet failed to call him back. And told her, you know, if she ever wanted to work in that town again, uh, she better had contacted him, because apparently she was there when this whole payoff situation went down, and she arranged for uh, Miss Daniels and Forty Five to meet. So they they not only trying to to to, to Silent Stormy Daniels, but also um, her friend who who set up the meeting between them. So they want her to shut up too. But she has not said anything yet. Yeah. And, she has not, and this was in the this was in, from the Washington um, Post on Saturday.
1: Mm. Wow.
3: So if it's not a big thing then then why you why are you threatening literally threatening all of these people. If it's fake news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if it's fake news, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Why you got so many players in the game that can val that can validate that this is what happened.
1: And they're all making it up, huh? Yeah. Well, well. Of course, we we know what the outcome that going to be. She's going to she going to disappear. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but she's going to disappear. you know, I mean, they, they coming out, they coming at her right now with everything they can, everything. Yes. And she's Definitely. not backing down. She's not backing down. You will not scare me. You will not run me off my spot. She like on guard duty. I'm not moving. Yeah. So take your best shot. You know, usually well, when you got truth on your, look, when usually when you got truth on your side, you can do that. You can stand there and say, "I'm not moving at all." Exactly. You know?
2: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But we keep we stay abreast of that and and see what happens. You know. Yeah, uh, that's interesting though. It's amazing how rich folk rich folk work, isn't it? is not it they don't even sign their own name. They make up names, make up names. <laughs>
3: it, yeah, that's that that's that's, that's, that's that's part of the of the the whole disclosure. So if anybody finds out about it, they can't go and research it and look it up because it's a legal document. See, and uh-huh. if you put the, the, their real names on it, you know, eventually it's going to come up. Eventually eventually gonna come, come up. up. Yeah. yeah, some some nosy court clerk gonna find it and, and leak it out there.
1: <laughs> hey you know this to be true. <laughs> hey. They're gonna
2: leak it out to yeah. one of those cowboys. <laughs> yeah.
3: And collect two hundred and fifty dollars.
1: <laughs> ah, that is so funny. Oh, Lord <laughs> have mercy. But you know no, it's you so know. true. That it's gonna happen. <clears throat> yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right, y'all. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, thanks for flowing here, real good. We got about thirty minutes left in the show, live air time. Well, time's fly when you be doing having fun. All right. The next one, man, our black. Is the black community moving away from the Democratic Party the party because of their policies? And y'all know how I feel about this. It's about time. But anyway, let me play this script for you, and then we come back and talk about it, okay? Here it
6: is. Thanks, for staying with us. I'm Bill O'Reilly in the Campaign 2016 segment tonight. One of Donald Trump's favorite themes is that the Democratic Party uses, uses black voters, but does very little to help them in real life. I've heard them where Hillary's constantly talking about the inner cities of our country, which are a disaster education-wise, job-wise, safety-wise, in every way possible. I'm going to help the African-Americans. I'm going to help the Latinos, Hispanics. I am going to help the inner cities. She's done a terrible job for the African-Americans. She wants their vote, and she does nothing. And then she comes back four years later. Uh, Joining us now from Washington, Jamila Bay, radio talk show host on WPFWFM in D.C. So there's some truth to what Mr. Trump says that African-Americans, by many measures, including owning homes, education, are not gaining as much as they should be. Your reaction?
7: Oh, absolutely. Uh, A broken clock is right twice a day. And uh, on this particular point, I think that Donald Trump is on to something. He takes it to a place that I completely disagree with. But um, absolutely black people, Latino people, poor American people should be doing better in this wonderful and prosperous nation than they're doing.
6: Okay, but the Democratic Party um, has been in charge of cities like Chicago and Baltimore, which are disaster areas. Um, President Obama has been in office almost eight years, and uh, things have gotten worse. Um, And and the big thing that that caught, caught my eye, Jamila, is the home ownership rate, because that that's a, a, a stable rock. Once mm-hmm. you're invested in society of you your own home, you're working, raising children, all of that. 41.7%, mm-hmm. all right, in the mm-hmm. African-American community, far and away, 71% for whites. And that's gone down under President Obama. Yes, it has. So yes, it has. It says to me, that all of the liberal uh, you know we're concerned and we're really our policies are targeted they just it isn't working for some reason
7: it's not working because when you had the banks get deregulated and you had these these uh, predatory lenders going into black communities uh, a lot of communities too. There are white folks I'm talking about too. But we're, but you know, Trump conflates black with inner city, um, which is a problem. But for the purpose of this conversation, we're going to talk about African Americans who are in inner cities. You name Chicago, you name Baltimore. But when you look at the predatory lending practices, the redlining practices where black folks could not go anywhere else, and then they can't get insurance. The the rates that they pay for mortgages were higher. Um, the the
8: but mortgages you know they were given. That- that
6: is, though, because the uh, well, co- economy we, collapsed because there were so many loans going out to people who weren't able to pay. Them.
7: That happened after the systems were put in place to put people in certain areas and prevent them from ever getting out. If a
6: black family has mm-hmm. a balance sheet and has money in the bank and has a stable position, just like a white, they can get a favorable mortgage because mortgage rates are at an all-time low. The problem Um, is that African-Americans, that that Mm -hmm. they're not prospering. And and the stats, every stat says it. More unemployment among blacks, especially about young black men. all right. argue Lower with you, educational you know, scores.
7: No, no. I, my demographic, African American women, are the most educated demographic in this country. More black women have bachelor's degrees than any other group. When we look at even voting rates, black women are more politically engaged. We outvote our our numbers the in this The proof
6: is before your population. eyes. The proof is before your eyes in the inner cities. In my areas.
7: friend, I live in the inner city, and when Donald Trump made it clear that I live in some wasteland, crime infested no, third world country.
6: very violent I, in black neighborhoods. You know, in, uh, I, black I had to tell
7: my friends, I wanted to let them know we live in a wasteland, but they were all at the cantina, and I couldn't make it, so I had to all catch right, them la- at the dog question. park the next Wouldn't day. Wouldn't it
6: be wise for African Americans to keep an open mind about the two political parties? 30 seconds.
7: My friend, you're right. Black people need to vote, as all Americans do, for the candidate who best serves their That's interests, right. not the one who wants to stop and frisk the guys. Or, or the machine wrong.
6: politics. You know, let
7: uh, I want African Americans
6: to prosper, but I want them to listen to who is right.
7: Listen running. to who is and best. You know, Ms.
6: Bay, make I'm, up your own decision. I'm glad I'm your friend. I mean, I appreciate You are my <laughs> friend. Thank you for
8: having <laughs> well, me. It's, thank, know, it's a, a pleasure to
6: have you on. And you-
8: black Americans fall in line with the Democrat Party right not anymore the tide is turning and they're questioning their devotion surprising news from the Washington Post the power of the sister vote poll reported an 11-point drop in black women who say the Democrats are the party that best represents them the party that's ignored their interests for years is losing their allegiance shocking look the Democrat Party takes black women for granted an open letter to the Democratic National Committee reads we have voted and organized our communities with little support or investment from the Democratic Party for voter mobilization efforts we have shown how black women lead yet the party's leadership from Washington to the state parties have few or no black women in leadership this is how the Democratic Party has always treated black women for years, they have churned out propaganda demonizing the GOP. The race card was used by entertainers like Morgan Freeman.
9: The Tea Partyists, who are controlling the Republican Party, their stated policy is to do whatever it takes to see to it that Obama only serves one term. Screw the country. We're going to do whatever we do to get this black man. We can, we're going to do whatever we can to get this black man out of here. But he's not necessarily a racist thing. It is a racist thing.
8: Morgan, 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 you have no idea what you're talking about. Democrats have been hoodwinking you for years. Do you remember what Hillary Clinton said about black men in 2015?
7: Let's be honest. For a lot of well meaning, open minded white people, the sight of a young black man in a hoodie still evokes a twinge of fear.
8: Hillary, let's be honest, that's pretty racist. And before that, remember Joe Biden in 2012? unchain
6: Wall Street.
0: They're gonna put y'all back in chains.
8: No, Joe, it's you who wants black Americans in chains, chained to the Democratic Party, chained to race card propaganda that drove blacks to the polls to elect Democrats Who turn around and ignore the black community Democrats need black voters but instead of focusing on policies that lift up all Americans they cling bitterly to their scare tactics and race-baiting like these posters from the southern Senate races in 2014 fear-mongering and race-baiting worked for a while the black community came out in support of Obama in unprecedented numbers But the first black president's hope and change slogan failed the country, failed black communities and failed black voters who overwhelmingly supported him for two terms.
3: I don't see no changes. It's a waste of time and they just, it's just a waste of time. I just don't want to vote this year. I thought he was going to get in there and make it work for us. I really did. Now I'm kind of pissed about my vote.
8: (laughs) Here's the deal the black voter tide is turning black women are waking up and realizing the democrat party is using them for votes president trump got more black votes than mitt romney and his approval from young black voters is up nine points this year we hear over and over that black lives matter here's the truth to democrats only black votes matter i'm dene
1: all right there it was an clip yeah, kind of tell you what's what's on their mind right now, and uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting because one one point that was made that is very very true is black women, black women vote. You know, they they, hey, they vote. So when you get them upset, there's there's something going on. Now I've said it for a long time. You know, get out, get away from the Democrat, get away from the Republican, and vote for the best person possible. You know, but one thing we have, black folk have, is tradition, and sometimes we don't want to stray anyway from tradition because you don't want to hear what your family has to say. Because most of the time, the black folk go home and say, "I voted for the Republican," you voted for a Republican, and say, "What? Why you vote for them?" The the person who can do the job job. You know so And and the young lady at the end That was talking about racism Yeah you know that's that's thrown in there That's thrown in there That's to keep the black people Up in arms and and to keep them Concentrated on the Democratic Party Just like she said You know when when it gets real bad They bring in the the talking heads uh, Jesse Jackson Al Sharpton no, but let's be honest. You, For those that have been voting for Democrats all, these time, all this time, what have they done for you? you know, are you better off? Or is it the same old rocking, the same old thing that, well, you know, you don't see them until it's get close to election time and they need to vote. Then you see them all up in your neighborhoods. You see them all up in your churches. But after the vote is over, after the campaign is over, where are they? Where are they? What are they doing for you, for your community? So I say, yeah, move away from the Democratic Party. I'm not saying go to the Republican Party either, though. Now I say, unaffiliate yourself with all of that nonsense. Be the human that you are and use your vote the way you want to use your vote. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But you got to take that step first, and quit falling for the okie doke, as I call it. Go ahead, P. I know you're ready.
3: Yeah, I was. I was listening to them talking. You're right. We do get caught up in tradition, and it doesn't help that, you know, for when it comes to and and I know here in Tallahassee, and I knew uh, other places that I have lived. When you go to vote, you know, we're out there handing out the Democrat ticket saying vote for these people. And a lot of people don't do the research, they don't study. When they give them that, that is strictly what they go by. They go in, they put that little ballot thing down there, and they punch the holes by all of those names without even really knowing who some of those folks are just because they're a Democrat and just because this is, this is what is being, you know, pushed towards you you know what? even at the polls instead of saying I was like no I don't want that I already know who I'm voting you say oh you oh oh okay are you voting democrat not necessarily you know and you right there is a stigmatism when 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 when, when you say that in in our community you know and but when you sit down and have a a conversation with folks about your hands, you know yeah when you can for the most part, you found out that they know little to nothing about what their platform is, or what they or what they they're running for, standing on, and that's sad because just because they're they're titling it Democrat, you know, and then the sad part about it is some people, as it has happened here in Florida a couple of times, uh, ran Democrat and changed their Change to Republican or what have you after they got in the house. So you know <laughs> you can see it's a bait and switch type of thing, and 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 really, like she said, it, it's race baiting to get a vote. And and we just have to, to to you know step back and educate ourselves and 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 just realize, hey, enough is enough. And I think that that for the most part they've gotten to that now. Like y'all ain't doing nothing for us, really. You know, and as we were saying really? on um, on Friday, when when we were talking to um, Elena, we really need our own. We really need our own. You know that we speak for us about us because we're the only ones that are truly and utterly concerned about us. You know, like she said to them. To them, um, he said in in the clip you just played, "Black lives don't matter. Black votes matter." Hmm.
1: You know. You know that's, that's kind of, funny, but is it's, it's true? Well, on, look only 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 during election time. Only during election time. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh,
2: and you know the
3: other yeah. point that you brought out, and that you brought out, Mister talking is really sad. They say black women, you know, black women vote, but the most yeah. part. Well, why is that? Because most of the black men are disenfranchised because their voting rights have been taken away. Hmm. Yeah. Now, you man, right. let's just be honest. It's not that some of them don't want to vote. Some of them can't vote because of the laws enforced and enacted, you know, unjustly against
1: them. See? Yeah. Yep, I see. Very good. And,
3: and and nobody no nobody ever brings that up. But they always want to say, Oh well, the black woman votes Well of course she does. She has the right to vote, but because you know, you so disen have so disenfranchised the men that they can't vote. <laughs> oh, so 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 you know, why why should we take an interest in it if our men can't? You know what are y'all what have y'all done for me lately? No, nah, if he came now nah, we ain't voting. I mean, y'all say, but what has it done? What has voting done to change anything that we have? Anything? Mm-hmm. Let's just say the whole ten years, twenty years, mm-hmm. hell, five years to benefit our community. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we know the answer to that, don't we? No, okay, well, oh. oh, that's all I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I see we got a couple callers, so let me bring the first caller in. All right. Triple one, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Maze. Hey Maze, how you doing? What you got? I'm buddy? just
10: fine. It's strange to Good. me when I see her when I hear Republicans sit back and talk about the Democratic Party. They belong to the same party and they're doing the same thing Jess and Al is doing. So uh when they say that you shouldn't be in that party and what we'll has this daughter party done, ask Amorosa what did they do to her? Ask Colin Powell what did they do to him and all of the ones that uh, we're looking at. So I don't think neither one of the parties are for the people. So when you ask them that question, they don't have an answer for you. And they're always uh, really? talking about the black community, they vote locked up, this locks up. Don't the Caucasians do the same thing? You got those preachers, what? you got Pat Robinson and all of them out <laughs> doing election time. What do they do? Them Republicans. But people overlooking them, the things that they do. They just like just them too. But they just are Caucasian well, doing
1: it. Well, well, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, uh, Republicans really concede that the vote, that the vote, that blacks are going to vote Democrat anyway. So they really don't worry about it. But well, no, you know they why they don't. From blacks, they have. But they really don't worry about it.
10: You don't know why they don't worry Go about ahead. it. Because they can, they can gerrymand well, it and take your community, they can gerrymander it and put you somewhere that you, I mean, so they can get the vote, so they can stay in office, so a Facebook like you can never make it to where you in in the first place. That's the problem with both sides. And so when I hear people
2: well,
10: say that, what I say, when I hear people say that, they're not saying nothing. You're just like the people that you're talking about when you said that woman, whoever she was, telling somebody about the Democratic Party, she needs to look at the one she's in. As long as you're in those two parties, you're not going to go nowhere. And as long as they got gerrymandering and putting you in different, different districts to keep you from going where you need to go, what is your vote going to do? And then you got those that are switching parties. They're a Democrat one time, and then they're a Republican. And then whichever way they're going to keep them in the office, that's the one they're going to be. Well, so the next, I mean, if I, <laughs> Yeah, so the next time I hear one of them talking, that's the question I want them to answer to me. It's like, Trump say, what well, have you got <laughs> to lose? What are you winning? <laughs> <laughs> Okay <laughs> That's my comment for right now <laughs> So all
2: you can right. read it
1: <laughs> Okay <laughs> Alright Anything you want to add to that piece
3: no, well, I, keep I agree with it Keep ready to rephrase, 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 rephrase Everything I said You know yeah, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, Alright Let me bring the next call in Alright Triple one welcome to the show Who do I have here
9: Welcome. Thank you. It's, uh, it's uh, Beasley. I just caught the tail end, and I heard the lady speaking, the lady before Mays, and um,
2: mm-hmm.
9: I think that there's more black men that are apathetic that are th- th- instead of just disenfranchised, and they're apathetic just like the rest of the population is, because you realize your vote doesn't really mean that much. It just doesn't you know, mean that, that much. Yeah. And I think I think I think apathy is the reason why um you have black men not voting in large numbers. I know damn well I wasn't standing in line three hours for Obama to get the, the vote when I knew he was gonna win California anyway. You know, and that was the only candidate <laughs> that inspired me in the past twenty something years really that I felt like he was about something different and we saw that he was just the status quo. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I think it's more apathy. I think it's more, I think it's more apathy. Your answers are not political. You know, you, political power without economics is nothing. This is America. It's a capitalistic system, man. You got to you got to play the money game,
5: and then <laughs> politics
9: is a byproduct of that. Uh-huh. All of the powerful money forces use. Politicians as pieces on the board, on the bigger board of capitalism, and they move those pieces around with money, because that's what makes this thing. That's what makes this whole thing tick. That's the lifeblood of America and the world. It's finance. Hmm. Period. Period. Politics. Politics is a byproduct of that. A byproduct of finance What did the man tell me a while ago He said you got The max in the back and the chumps In the front <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like
1: that
9: Yeah I, I heard that somewhere In the street when I used to be in the street It's true. It's true. Yeah. The 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 players that you see in the front are expendable and interchangeable. The the things that don't change are 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 the is the power of the huge corporations that move this thing around. Good point. Good point. That's
1: all. That's all. Voting's overrated. uh, <laughs> I agree. I
9: agree. I don't vote. I live across no the street from. I live across the street from City Hall, and and I just started recently reading about the local politics. Um, uh-huh. I don't pay too much attention to it, even when it affects me. I don't even know if it affects <laughs> you that much. Politicians, man, it's all such. A, people can be so phony and so vindictive, especially like in a in a smaller city. I've been yeah, through this just, before yeah. at homeowners associations, man.
2: In oh, homeowners no, associations, those,
9: you ooh, no, but you get to see yeah. how vicious and how deceitful people really are, and how people that have never had any power, a school teacher or someone, she's only had power over third graders. If you put her or him in a position of power <laughs> over like a homeowners you know association that, yeah. You could you could see a real tyrant come out.
1: True that. You're right. You can I argue with that. You are absolutely right.
9: If you've, experienced, if you've experienced the homeowners association over the course of ten years, you've seen some yes. you've seen some brutal stuff. Yes, yes. You're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> some very Hold on.
9: I've I, I participated. I participated. Thank God I don't have to piss anymore That stuff used to really worry me man Because I would get <laughs> it get Real contentious You'll find the people that you were enemies with After uh, you get them out of power The new people come into power And They're worse than the people before So you gotta <laughs> team up With your enemies In order to get these new people out
1: mm.
9: Mm.
2: Ooh.
1: You said a whole lot right there you're right. You're absolutely right, though. Well, you say
9: politics make strange bedfellows.
1: Yes, yeah. and and uh, and, and just
9: do the just through the microcosm of a uh, homeowners association. I see how <laughs> wicked it is. Uh. <laughs> they would say the pledge of allegiance before every meeting, and and they really insisted on saying the pledge of allegiance for every meeting. And then do the most undemocratic uh, type stuff. Then try to shove an agenda through like Hitler.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Homeworld associations, they, they can be brutal. They can be very brutal. But you're right, that, that's a good example, though. Uh, if you really want to think about it uh, politically, that's a very good example right there.
9: That's grassroots politics. Especially,
1: yeah, especially when you say You know, sometimes you have to line up with your enemy to get rid of the new guy. Yeah.
9: You have to line up with your enemy. You have to learn to let bygones be guy (laughs)
1: bygones. Yeah. So, that's why
9: I say, man, the only fun part part about my homeowners association is I got to, as I was younger, and I got to watch the majority of them die. I would tell him too. I said, man, nah, don't worry, man. You ain't got that long, man. They'll be carting your ass out of here like they cut off Mr. Jones. They'll be pushing you out on four wheels too. So you can huff and puff all you want.
1: Clock
9: it the clock is ticking on you on steroids, Jack. Yeah, see? I'm glad I'm not the
1: only one.
9: I'm glad
1: I'm not the only
9: one. <laughs> no, man.
1: Yeah. Guy
9: to you guys have a good one All
1: right. You too Beasley. Beasley Thank you sir yeah. Alright <laughs> That was good right there That was good oh. But he 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 made some great points though Made some great he points did. Yeah Alright well, Let me see if may has anything she want to add to that I'll Give her one more chance Maze, are you there Yes yeah. Okay you want to say anything yeah. To what Mr. Beasley had to say no. Okay. All about, right. the association. Oh, about the homeowners.
10: Oh, about the the homeowners association. They are trip. You give a, if you give a lot of people when you give people power, some of them they don't know what to do with it. You're <laughs> right. You're right. Instead That's of doing right, you know, they do wrong. Yeah. Because you look yeah. at me and took up took money from the NRA, and they're supposed to be there uh, for the people, regardless. Of, and both parties did it, didn't they? Yeah. So I wish I, I wish I. Was, <laughs> I wish I could get to that young lady. Those are the kind of questions I would ask her and see what kind of answers she could give me. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, hopefully,
1: maybe one day you will, Mays.
10: Maybe one day oh, you will. Me, I probably will.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so before you sit out and talk
10: about, before you sit out and talk about your own people, look at the ones that you sitting on the side of, cooking for, talking about, and trying to give answers for. You're doing the same thing, and they're carrying the weather flag, and you're still trying to hang with them. So I just said, yeah, like, take away from both parties.
1: Yeah. And that's what we're going to Like people say, sometimes you got to lay in the bed with your enemy.
10: Mm-hmm. And to some achieve. people little dirty money. And some well, people little dirty money and not do anything for it. <laughs> that's the way I see it. And that's what's going on when oh, you he hear right. my talking about that. Mm-hmm. You can tell who's taking the money yeah. and who's not. So um, I'll put her in the Yeah. i put her in the I put her in the same boat with in now.
1: Okay.
10: Mhm. Okay. Y'all listen again. All
1: right. All right. <laughs> hey, I want to say hello to East Coast in the chat room. What's up, brother? I ain't seen you. In the, I haven't seen you in a minute. Oh man. All right. It's about that time, man. To get up out of here. P. What you got for me on our way out the door? Oh wow,
2: that went quick.
3: Hey. <laughs> <Damn>. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I really wasn't even prepared. I ain't even lying. That went really quick. Hey, it was a great show, though. Hey, we got a lot of, we covered a lot of information, uh, good information, a lot of controversies. You know, people are just people. You know, don't 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 trust them for for what you see or what they say. Trust them for what they show you. Their character is going to speak through their actions. You know, what they stand for is going to speak through their actions. If they're going left, right, around, and turning around and all of this, then you know that they're unstable and you know they can't be trusted. So it's not what they say. It's what they do. You know, and, 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 and just recognize that. And remember, learn to live above this one world system. That's it.
1: All right. Well, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. So. My bad. I know y'all can hear me now. My bad. I was just. I'm just talking, I <laughs> I muted myself. Anyway, thank y'all for hanging out with us, man. It's been fun. Uh, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation. Forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, make sure you laugh at yourself.
9: If you laugh at
1: yourself, everything else is just groovy, all right? So we'll be back in Monday, uh, Friday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern. This has been Let's Talk on Long Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, for my co-host, P. Ross. Y'all have fun. We're going to take you out of here with some Paul Hardcastle, the domino effect. See you all Friday, man. Have a great week.